everyone agrees the Pelicans could use some more depth at the guard position. So as one of the most complete guards in the draft, is Johnny Davis the answer or does he make the game too difficult? Let's break it down in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Monday, kicking off another week's worth of podcasts, and of course, draft talk, and we're going to continue to look at some of the draft prospects that the Pelicans could take, giving you profiles on all of these guys. So if you've been enjoying this, let me know in the comments down below on YouTube. Of course, subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Leave a five-star review with a comment as well. And of course, we're here on YouTube. And today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And of course, I forgot to mention, thank you for making Locked on Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here and available five days a week doing all of the draft talk that you want to hear. So let's jump into it, right? Johnny Davis. This is a name that I've seen a lot of people putting in the YouTube comments down below, wanting to see a draft profile on him. He's an interesting prospect because on the surface, I think there's a lot to like. There's a lot to like defensively, right? But there's some concerns about his fit and his offensive game for me that we'll get into a little bit later in the show. But first and foremost, the measurables. 6'5", 295 pounds, 6 foot, 8 and a half inch wingspan. He's age 20. He's a guard out of Wisconsin. And honestly, Johnny Davis might be the most complete guard in the draft. Let's start with the defense, right? Because that's kind of what he's known for when I watch him. That's what jumps out. He's a really, really good defender, both on ball and off ball. He has a nice blend of instincts, footwork and strength to really limit opponents and then basketball IQ to work off ball knowing where cutters are coming from and he kind of understands angles right I talked about this with Jeremy so on knowing those angles you've got to approach things at or way you position your body to kind of cut off drives cut off passes disrupt the passing lanes all of those things and when you watch him on ball he fights through screens incredibly incredibly well and that's a skill that I think the Pelicans are kind of lacking for the most part When there's multiple actions, he can fight through all of that and is still able to contest shots. And when he is beaten, that's a pretty good wingspan. 6'8", 6'5", good size there, right? And so that length allows him to recover reasonably well. Not like efficiently or great, but he does an okay job of kind of erasing some of the mistakes that he can kind of get into. He won't be able to switch, though. He's really only going to be guarding defending, I should say, guards. Maybe on wings, uh, you know, occasionally, but he doesn't really stand a chance with other bigs. He's a little too lean for that. But when it comes to backcourt players and smaller wings, he can definitely do it. Plus, he's a good rebounder. He's always fighting for boards. Always fighting for boards. You see him fighting for position, boxing guys out. And then when he does secure the rebound, he's able to just get out and go. And this is a guy who averaged 8.2 rebounds per game last season for Wisconsin. So he's really good when it comes to all of that. 
And he's a pretty good offensive rebounder too. He's a fine passer, not an amazing playmaker, 2.1 assists per game, but he was also being kind of asked to do it all for Wisconsin last year. So what about the rest of his offense? And this is where, this is what makes him interesting. You know, he's an old school offensive player. He's got crafty dribble moves that he can use to create space. And he does create space, particularly in the mid range with his court vision in those kind of understanding of angles and he doesn't have an amazing handle but again enough craftiness to create space and he can do it kind of in the mid-range against players of any size I think you can really see him create space he can get his shot off in the mid-range for sure plus he can finish at the rim at a decent clip and he's able to post up smaller guards got a little bit of a back to the basket game you know every draft profile about him calls him a quote tough shot maker end quote and watching him it's really easy to see why there's like a little bit of Chris Paul in him in that offensive game the craftiness the mid-range all of that useful right you look for a guy that can get his shot and in the playoffs you know if you ever you know he's on the team they develop to a good playoff team he's there he's getting minutes he should be able to get his shot off and create a little bit of offense for himself and then when teams start to close out on him that's when some of the playmaking comes in and again he was asked to do be be everything at Wisconsin and be the go-to score that I'm not really knocking him for his lack of assist numbers he makes some good passes not an elite playmaker but definitely good enough But given that he's an old school kind of player, you know, his shooting isn't great. 33% from deep last season. Averaged almost 20 points per game, but it's basically all mid-range. Does that lack of shooting concern you? And let's talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans as we look at Johnny Davis. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info, so you can find all of the latest sports developments, including the NBA Finals. You'd have made a killing betting the Celtics on the money line for Game 1, and what a performance from them. Game 2 last night, of course. So whether it's the news or odds that you're looking for, you can get them all over at BetOnline.net, including the NBA Finals. You've got the NHL Hockey final, Conference Finals coming up too. You've got Major League Baseball season. And of course, all the latest fight news and odds from MMA and UFC to boxing. So betonline.net is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting. You can get in on esports there too and more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action over at betonline.net. BetOnline, where the game starts. And thank you for making Locked on Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, giving you the draft insight you want. Let me know down in the comments below. Do you like Johnny Davis as a complete guard? Or does that lack of shooting really worry you? And we're about to talk about his fit here to an extent with the team. Don't forget, we're free. So subscribe wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube as well. And... One quick thing, got one quick favor to ask of you. We got a listener survey over at LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. Takes a couple of seconds to fill out. It's going to let you give feedback on Locked On Pelicans and what you like about it, what you don't, and about all of our Locked On shows, which all follow a very similar format to what I do here. So go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now. It's only going to take a couple of moments, and everyone that completes the survey qualifies for a chance to win one of $1,000 Ticketmaster gift cards. I'll see you at Pelicans Games with that money you got right there. Again, LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. Okay, so we are talking about Johnny Davis. Again, I think he's one of the more complete guards in the draft. He'll be able to come in and play 
Yeah, at a reasonable NBA rate right now, I think. Like, I think he could almost start for some certain teams. Not the Pelicans, but other teams. Yeah, that's how good coming in and complete, particularly in the defensive side of the ball, his game is. And if you let him kind of be the number one option for you, he'll be able to go out and, and score to a certain degree. But his shooting isn't great. 33% from deep. And he's not efficient, really, either in that, right? On pull-up shots from three, so off the dribble, um, he shot 30.6%, 35.5% from mid-range on off the dribble three. So while he has moves to create space and can get the shot off, it's not the most efficient score when it comes to that. That worries me, right? Like how does that fit and that lack of shooting fit with Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson, right? If he's one of the guards on the court with Zion, then what? You know, how does that work? Every time I think about combinations and lineups with him in there, I end up kind of with more questions and concerns. He can shoot. He can score. 20 points per game, basically being like the one guy on Wisconsin. He can definitely do it. But this team doesn't need an inefficient shooter. It didn't work with Nikhil, right? That's part of the reason why he was traded out of here, to get a more efficient guy. You know, it, it needs someone who's going to be able to maximize the few times they're going to get the ball in their hands. And is that Johnny Davis? And I'm not sure, right? And in the next segment, I want to talk a little bit more about this, where I kind of do the would I draft him, would I not draft him, kind of wait, you know, a little bit more about him. But I, I have a lot of questions. You know, when you look at fit with this team, guys like Matherin, I see it makes sense, right? He's a plug and play NBA role player. Is Johnny Davis a role player? And I'm not sure that he is. I'm not sure that his game is kind of suited to that or tailor-made for that. Dyson Daniels, who's in town, I told you all that on Twitter the other day. He he makes sense from a certain perspective or someone they're thinking long-term about. But what is, <laughs> this sounds like so philosophical, what is Johnny Davis long-term, right? He's a lead guard, lead scorer, lead guard like that, but... Does his style work with someone like Zion Williamson? And I'm not sure. It feels like if he's trying to get in mid-range, where's Zion on the court? Is he down below the basket? If he is, are guys going to sag off Johnny Davis when he's shooting 35.5% pull-up from mid-range off the dribble? Probably not. They're going to let him clank buckets, right? Or, Or make or miss, basically. And I don't... Love that in a player that you're taking potentially eighth overall. I think on the right team, he would make sense. I think with the Portland Trailblazers, he's a really good fit and makes a lot of sense on that team. This team, I think it's a little bit, not even a little bit, much more questionable in my opinion. But that defense is there, right? That defense is absolutely there. And when you look at his three-point shooting, when you look at the catch-and-shoot numbers, you know, honestly, it's not terrible. It's not amazing, but it's not bad either. And it's kind of on par with guys like Benedict Matherin and some of the others we've talked about for this spot here for the Pelicans at eight. So he could be a catch-and-shoot guy with good defense on the perimeter, and that's actually something that New Orleans really could use. Again, Jose Alvarado is great but is limited by his size and some of the other factors that come with that. 
And Johnny Davis eventually, I don't think it's next year, could be an upgrade over that. And that's something to kind of keep in mind. In fact, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that next coming up here in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Because I really do want to dive in a little bit more about what his role could be beyond just the shooting here. So that's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. Now, make sure you go check out the Locked On NBA Big Board podcast. Host Raphael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies and author of the NBA Big Board newsletter is joined by Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, Leif Tholen, giving fans an in-depth look into the NBA draft, mock drafts, player rankings, and of course, big boards. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Those are some of the best guys you can get on NBA draft coverage. I've played you stuff from or talked about stuff from Raphael Barlow. We had Richard Stamen on. Um, great guys, really good, insightful when it comes to the NBA draft, giving you kind of like their true perspectives, not trying to kind of get things right, giving you their honest opinions. And I appreciate and love all of that. So today we're talking about Johnny Davis here on Locked On Pelicans and what he kind of is on this team, what his future could be in the league. So what do I think? You know, I I think there is a potential place for him on this roster. I do. I really do think there is a potential place here for him. With a smaller role, could his efficiency go up? If he's not being asked to basically do everything and be the entire engine and offense of a team like he was at Wisconsin in his second year there, could those efficiency numbers go up? And I do think there's a chance that they could. And that then makes him a much better fit for the Pelicans for this team if that's the case, right? Could you have him out there to close games eventually instead of Jose Alvarado? Quite possibly. Like, quite possibly, right? You know, if his catch and shoot is about league average, eventually he's going to be a better defender than Jose. Again, being able to fight through screens, which is something that Jose cannot do or hasn't shown just yet. You know, having the right kind of size and length to be able to take on bigger guards. CJ struggles with something like that. You know, I do think that could be a really useful type of player to have out there. And again, he does create space in mid-range. So when you need someone to try and just get a shot off, rather than everyone just kind of standing around doing nothing, he's capable of doing that. So I do think there could be a place for him on this team. Just when you look at some of the other guys that are going to be available there at 8, I can't see taking Johnny Davis over them, right? Jeremy Sohan at Baylor is a better defender and can guard one through five. Similar concerns about their offensive game. But I'd rather of these two take the better defender, the one that can guard centers, the one that has a little bit more playmaking in him too. The one that can guard point guards, shooting guards, wings, power forwards, centers. Whereas Johnny Davis isn't going to be able to do something like that, right? If you want kind of the offensive guy, the guy that can be kind of a complimentary player, it's Benedict Matherin, who's a good enough shooter and can get it done in mid-range too. You know, you have other guys available in this range that I just think do other things better, right? Like where where does where's Johnny Davis kind of have an edge over some of these guys? Is it with the defense? Well, he's not the best defender. When you have a guy like Sohan who can kind of do all of that. Now, if Sohan's off the board, it's a different story. But then you're looking at a guy like Keegan Murray or Shaden Sharp being available there. They're probably going to be just as good when it comes to being defenders with high upside everywhere else that you don't necessarily see in Johnny Davis. And that's why 
you know, I, watching him, I started to like his game a lot more. You start to see how complete he is. You start to see kind of where he would fit and why he would start on teams. I just don't think it makes sense for New Orleans at eight, given some of the other players that are going to be available. They're, they're in a good spot at eight. There's going to be someone that I like that you like that they like available there. It might only be one of the guys that you like, but as long as one's there, they're good. You know, I think if Johnny Davis is available, there's someone who's either going to be a better defender or significantly better offensively that's going to be a good enough defender that it kind of tips the scales in that player's favor. And that's where I think Johnny Davis suffers. Someone's going to draft him probably like in the late teens, like 16, 17, 18, 19. Like, could he go to Charlotte, right? With the second of the two first round picks they have and the the Pelicans pick. And if he does, that's a great fit. Like, you're going to love getting that dude kind of at that spot, I think. But I just don't think it ate, right? Like Atlanta at 16, that makes sense. Minnesota at 19, sure. All of those would probably love him. The Spurs at 20 fits the Spurs, right? But you don't take him at eight, I don't think. And I think that's kind of the problem for him. He's there's just he's really good, really complete. There's just people who kind of do everything like a slight bit better or a significant amount better. And that's kind of why I've got him a little bit lower on my board than maybe some others do, despite kind of acknowledging, yeah, it's a solid, solid player. Just not to draft at eight, given some of the other guys that are going to be there when the Pelicans are on the clock on the night of the NBA draft. And I think that's part of the problem. But let me know if you disagree. Do you think the Pelicans should take him at eight? What do you love about his game? What are you concerned about? Let me know in the comments down below on YouTube. And that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans. So thank you all very much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. We've got more draft prospects coming up. I want to do one on Tari Eason, Malachi Branham, Osmond Dang. I want to get into the centers. I'm going to kind of lump them all together in one. Maybe we'll do that tomorrow. I'm not quite sure just yet, but it's going to be a fun week of draft coverage coming up. We're also doing a community mock draft. If you were selected, awesome. Make your pick when I DM you, and we'll do a show on that as well, and it might be a live show, and we'll start getting back to doing the live shows again because that was so much fun to be able to do on lottery night all right that's going to do it for this episode of locked on pelicans as always i'm your host jake madison at nola jake on twitter and i'll be back with you all tomorrow